Welcome to Balancing Work and Motherhood, the podcast for working mothers by working mothers. All we have to be is our best selves. Welcome. All right, welcome back. Hello. So we both have been very busy, which is why we haven't recorded in a minute, but we're so excited to be here. Very excited. We're, it's been a minute, so I'm excited to see and talk to you, friend. Yes. We just got back from work from a great trip with our colleagues. It was we met clients, we bonded a little bit with our Europe team, and it's exciting to be back home, back to the routine because I've missed it. Oh, yay, friend. Hi. Hi. So today we're going to talk about our circle, and today's word is selective. Being mindful of the people that you surround yourself with and identifying whether or not they're helping you be the best version of yourself. Let's get started. Yeah, so it's great to have people that are going to push you to be better. They're going to push you to do more. This podcast is a perfect example. Yeah. So both of us, I don't think we would have done it if it was just by ourselves. Yeah. I think it's something that we both wanted to do, but if it wasn't for the fact that we kept pushing each other. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And we're going to yeah. do it well. So, but yeah, it was more of, well, let's see what happens. Let's see like if we have goals, you know, let's surround ourselves with people that mm-hmm. align with it. So let's take a step back a minute. This topic the circle that people you surround yourself with has been hitting me over the head in every book i've read and some of the podcasts that i listen to and natalie have we've been talking about it now and we're like do we want to talk about it do we not but the universe has been telling us we should bring it up because it's an important topic the people that you surround yourself with the people that influence your mindset influence your goals the people that you you tend to emulate those individuals how are they impacting you Right. And it's important to analyze the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Right. Mm-hmm. You're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Right. So the five friends is something that you hear about often. Um, it's something that you hear about in books, like you said, in podcasts. I'm sure it's something that you've probably heard your mom say, you know, you are the sum of the people that you hang out with. And I think it's really important yeah. that we uh, deconstruct that and what exactly that means. Yep. And it's true, especially for Latinos. I'm sure that people that grew up in Hispanic households have heard, Dime con quien tu andas y te digo quien tu eres. Yes. And let's translate that for those that don't speak Spanish. So it's, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Yep. And it's just that same kind of concept. The people that you surround yourself with are the people that you tend to be the most like. Mm So if we dissect that, think about that when we think about it as adults, right? Outside of the parenting circle, because we can come back to that. It's true. You know, there is a, this saying, if you hang out with five millionaires, eventually you'll become the sick. Mm-hmm. Think of it in your fitness journey. If you're continuously associating with people that are unhealthy or on unhealthy tracks, then eventually you're, you're going to be derailed. You're not going to be the healthiest. You're not going to work out. You're not going to eat properly. If the people around you are not doing that, they're going to derail you from your goals. And when we started thinking about that, we were like, yeah, it's you know, true. It's true. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to also not think of it in one specific area of your life because you can't say, okay, I want to be a millionaire, so I'm only going to hang out with with people that are, you know, killing the game, making so much more money than I am, whatever. Your life is comprised of different things. Yeah, Yeah. it's, you know, the friend that you can confide in and tell anything to. um, And then those people that are empathetic and will hear you. Then the friends that are killing it and are hustlers and they're all about working. And, you know, you learn from there. And then you also have the friends that are more family-oriented and want to hang out with their family and prioritize that, and you learn from there. So I don't think that we should 
focus just on five friends or five uh, people, but yeah. circles, right? Circles as a whole. What are the groups yeah. of individuals that you can surround yourself with? And then select the best traits from that group so that you can incorporate it into your life so that it's more of a holistic view of how you're approaching life versus I'm going to go be a millionaire, so I'm going to hang out with those people. It's not about being elitist. It's all of us are human. We're all imperfect. But surrounding ourselves with people that kind of not just align with our goals, but kind of help us be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. I think your circle should challenge you. I think your circle should motivate you and encourage you and applaud you when you do well. For example, if you're trying to have a better mindset, but in the mornings you talk to this coworker that is consistently driving you back into a negative mindset. So you put a lot of time in your morning routine. You work out, you walk. You meditate, you do your affirmations, and you try to put yourself in this positive mindset to tackle your day. But you end up speaking to this person that all of a sudden throws you into like this negative mindset. Maybe that's not somebody that at that moment you should speak speak to at that moment. You should, you can love them and continue to love them, but maybe from afar. Maybe they're not part of your morning routine. You move them to the end of the day or in a different time frame. I have to be conscious of the people that I'm letting into my mental space, into my life. You need to surround yourself with people who are living the life you want to live. If you are trying to fix your marriage, you can't hang out with people that are bashing their marriage, or bashing, bashing their, their marriage, spouse. divorced, yeah. struggling, cheating on their spouses. That's not going to help you. That's not going to serve you. They may be struggling. They may need you as part of their circle to lift them up. But it's not something that you can let into your gate, into your nucleus on a regular basis because that's not going to serve you, your marriage, your partner, and the goals that you have and visions for that relationship. Yeah. And it was something so interesting that Ryan and I were talking about it in the beginning, right? Like when we first started dating, like my, my marriage, you know, it's not perfect by any means, but, you know, we work really hard at it. We care about each other a lot. And in the beginning, I used to find myself because we would hang out with other couples. We're in the same positive mindset. And I used to we used to pick at each other in front of them just to make those other people feel better or to diminish the relationship that I had so that it we kind of fit in with that group. And I realized that's not serving me. That's not serving my because husband. It was the norm in that group. Yeah, because yeah. it was the norm. And I'm like, no, I actually I actually really appreciate him. I'm mm-hmm. really I feel really blessed. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be grateful for what I have and lift him up and kind of be proud of the partner that I have because in my life it works for me and he's very important and he's you know it's a blessing in my life the way that I am right now yeah and that also goes back to what you and I have spoken about right because we also have to take on the responsibility of how we react and what we decide to to take on so and it's so much easier said than done it took me a lot of years to learn this But it's also hearing what somebody else has to say, being able to create space and then saying, am I going to take it in? Am I not going to take it in? Am I going to apply that to my life or am I not going to apply that to my life? So it's also holding ourselves accountable to be reflective instead of just reactive and then saying, okay, you know, I really like what this person is doing. I'm going to emulate that. I don't like this. So I'm not going to let like the friend that vents in the morning. Right. Right. You can decide to step away or once in a while, if they're having a really bad morning and they're calling you and you're going to be there because that's your friend. And then saying, I'm going to listen from a space of 
hearing what they have to say and helping out, but not necessarily having it affect my morning so that you don't go around your day carrying that with you. Right. And that's a really hard, I don't want to call it a task. It's, it's like a hard attribute to pick up and to learn how to, and, 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 you know, I really think that that goes into like the mindfulness and there's a bunch of tactics and things that maybe we could invite. I would actually love to invite somebody to come and, and teach us and then teach our audience. Yep. But I think that's a really great skill to pick to to pick up. No, hundred percent. Because when we talk about it and we figure out, you know, we're on a trajectory. We're trying to accomplish something. We're trying to live a certain way. It's about it as like a circle, like a like a nucleus, like a mm-hmm. like an atom, right? You have the inner circle and then you have your outer bands, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to move people to different bands. It's not that you love them less. It's not that you're cutting them out. You're just loving them a little bit differently and mm-hmm. from farther away. And different phases of your life. You know, there's certain friends. I'm sure we've all had friends who are closer at certain points. Then you have some distance. Then you become close again and that kind of thing. So, yeah, we're going to have people that are exactly what you said. You know, you're going to have people in those outer rings. But also part of that is people are going to come in and out of your life. And it's all really dependent on what stage you're in. You may be super focused on this. They may be super focused on something else. And we all have those friends. You connect. Like if nothing happens that day, then, you know, you don't see each other for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. You reconnect and it's like you saw each other yesterday and it's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And, they, and it's like we were saying, the practicality of mental health, personal development, right? Sometimes eliminating people like our parents, you know, not all of us have super functional, you know, parents. Sometimes the relationships are dysfunctional and it's not realistic to eliminate them from your life. It's not kind. And it's not realistic, right? Yeah. And it's up to us to pick and choose the elements of those situations that we are comfortable in. It may require us to separate a little bit, to not see them every day. Ryan Whatever agrees that, with you? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that may look like, it, that's what it is. And it's okay. Yeah. It's not, we all have friends that when we were younger, when we were in our partying days or whatever, were very central to us, were very important to us. But as we've grown as people and as professionals, those relationships have gone not by the wayside, but they've been tempered a little bit. And when you meet them back, you're like, okay, time, like, like no time has passed, but mm-hmm. you're in different spaces in life. You're professional, you're parental, all of the things that you're doing, your goals in life, your life is not aligned necessarily, necessarily with the trajectory of theirs. And they weren't serving you at that moment. Yeah. And I really like that it's bringing and exactly what you said, bringing the practicality to theory and to self-help and teaching that to our kids. Right. Right. Because in theory, yeah, I'm going to choose five badass people and I'm going to try to be like them. That's not the reality. Our invitation to everybody here is to be selective with what you choose to let in, not necessarily dismember the people that you have around you, because that's not practical, but it's selecting the best attributes that you're going to take in from that person the best advice that you're going to take in from that person the best memories that you're going to accumulate with that person Mm -hmm. select what are the areas and the things that you want to absorb so that you become a better human for your little guy or your little girl and then teach that to them right and i love that and again we'll repeat it just for the people in the cheap seats your circle is supposed to help you feel empowered yeah challenged motivated and encouraged if your circle is not clapping the loudest, maybe that's not your circle. If when you leave a conversation, 
you are drained, maybe you need to rethink that person's position in your nucleus, right? Those are the things that we challenge you guys. And as from a parental standpoint, because I don't think we touched on it, it's very important for us to kind of help our little people make better choices. And that'll be a part two, helping yeah. your kids find their circle. But And living it. And you live it. it, they see it, they absorb it, and then they live it. Right. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Cheers.